<laughs> good, good. What's going on, brother? Good, good. Nice to meet you officially through uh, you know, this virtual reality thing we got going. Yes, sir. For yes, sure? Sir. For sure. How was your day? Busy? Yeah, pretty busy. I um had a lot of business meetings and then I had to go shoot some content, so... Oh, that's uh, awesome. No, I love the, uh, that's actually one of the first things I was going to go over that. I love your content. It's super educational. Um, it's awesome, man. Keep keep at it. I love the background photo too. I, I got to get a better, <laughs> I just got my own apartment a couple months ago, you know, so. No, it's all good. I had to like clean up. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Okay, we get busy. We end up uh, putting that off till later because we find other things to do, right? Yes, sir. For sure, for sure. Well, nice to meet you. My name is Mark Anthony. Pleasure to meet you, man. Uh, I love what you're doing. I've been watching you for a while. Or after I actually saw you, you saw my story, I just started watching, and I love what you got going. It's it's amazing. It's inspiring. It's educational. It's everything that you know I've been uh, doing and, and trying to attract around me. Oh, that's, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, I for sure. I certainly do. You know. Yeah, keep keep going. It's uh, only going to get bigger and better but uh let's let's just dive into it uh, uh give your uh nice to meet you give me a little bit of, <laughs> a little bit about you a little intro anything you want to spell um and then uh we'll talk about your book that you have coming i'm i'm excited for that <laughs> yeah so um so my name is imani mason uh i am a mortgage loan originator uh okay. by day uh philosopher by night <laughs> i like that um you know, I, I try to uh, educate people, right? My uh, my mission is to uh, educate people on home ownership. Uh, that's why I got into this industry four years ago. Um, you know, I've always been around real estate. My mother was a realtor. Uh, she's been a, she is a realtor, I should say, and she's been a realtor for uh, over twenty years now. And so, um, you know, it's always been kind of an industry that I liked. Um, Never really thought I would be doing mortgages, to be honest with you, because my background is is really in tech. You know, I've had a couple startups, I've had a couple different businesses that were really good and in the in the tech space, you know. Um my last so so it's funny. Um I kind of got into this industry uh uh kind of mistakenly, I right. guess. Or not even really mistakenly, because I, I I believe everything happens for a purpose. But it wasn't fully intended. Nah, not at all. Not at all. And that's a whole story on its own. Um, But but it's something that is fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something that, you know, I'm I'm, I enjoy, right, because I'm helping people uh, achieve homeownership, which is also the uh, the quickest way to wealth, um, especially in this country. Um, And most of my clients are first time homebuyers, you know, which is what I really uh, specialize in. And and and, you know, a lot of lenders out there maybe don't necessarily like to work with first-time homebuyers because it is a frustrating process for people. Um, one of the things that I, you know, tell people is it's pretty much going to be like buying your first home is pretty much like giving birth, right? That's the that's the equivalent of the stress <laughs> level, right? That's the only other thing that I can compare it to, you know, especially as a first-time homebuyer. You know, second time around, third time around, it, it, you know, it's, it gets less and less stressful. It's just like having a second baby and a third baby, right? <laughs> it's still stressful but you know you, you kind of know what to do right? right as a first as a first time home buyer just like a first time mama or daddy you kind of you kind of feeling your way around right so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of not i wouldn't say pressure but there's just a lot of um anxiety in a lot of clients who aren't 
really uh, educated about the process. So that's that's been my number one, uh, you know, thing for uh, since I got into this industry is really is really just educating people, you know, at the end of the day, Um, giving people the resources to be able to make a educated uh, decision. And, um, you know, it's really what's what's brought me the most success. Right. Is uh, is it's being able to provide that education. And naturally that turns into content because, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of different scenarios. Yeah, um, for sure. And it's, and it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's something that for me is, is, is pretty fulfilling. Yeah. And um, this is, this is a good, that's a good plug for what I was going to ask you next. Like how did, or when did you realize how important um, your presence online was going to be for the digital real estate market? Or did just digitally and how you have been doing? So funny enough, my, my profile like four years ago was private before I got into this industry. Um, right. You know, even though I was kind of like successful, right. In, in, in a sense. Right. Um, yeah, you know, sure. I, I, I really was, was a private individual. So like stepping into like the social media realm, was kind of at least on a personal level, right? I've done it for businesses. I've done it for my startups, you know, um, online marketing, you know, I've, I've been really good at it, but I just, you know, I, I kind of was always a very private person. I kind of still am, you know, I'm a homebody. Yeah. Um, you know, people think I live this luxurious life, but I promise you, like I spend most of my time at home, right. Maybe walking my dog and every once in a while, you know, I might venture out, right. Mostly to shoot content, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. so, so yeah. So, going back to your question um you know really i started four years ago um i created this brand as you see here called secure funding yeah. um and i really just you know i i kind of pushed myself out of my comfort zone you know right. it was it was really uncomfortable for me at first and if you go back and you look at my content from four years ago you'll you'll see right and that was after like 10 takes <laughs> and it still looked uncomfortable uh, you know uh, i'm talking like cool. 10 takes and then and it's still like nothing compared to what i'm shooting now right that's part of the process though. that's okay it is it is part of the process because now i do i do everything in one take right i can't tell you when's the last time i had to do two takes on a shoot um but again it's 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 a process right you, you start at the bottom right and then you build on top of that and it's building blocks right. um so so for me it was just pushing myself out of my comfort zone um and just, you know, deciding, hey, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen, right? The worst thing that could happen is, look, people are going to laugh at me and, you know, my content's just not going to connect with people. But the best thing that happens is I could possibly reach a lot more people and change a lot more lives. Right. Um, so, I mean, for me, it was kind of like, okay, you know, I got, I weighed the costs, I weighed the benefits, I weighed the pros, I weighed the cons. And, um, you know, I just decided to kind of step out there. And and actually, it's funny because when I decided to do that, I was watching a Gary Vee video, right? And Gary Vee was talking about, hey, like, just start creating content. You never know what's going to happen, right? And at the time, I had, like, less than a 1,000 followers, right? Right. And so I was like, okay, like, let me just take Gary's advice, you know? Um, and so I just started creating content. And it wasn't really until... I mean, I, I was doing videos like at least two or three videos a week consistently for the last three years, probably. Um, and I would say that it wasn't until last year, like right around the pandemic, 
that I actually started to kind of see um, results as far as like social media following and, and whatnot. Um, and that actually happened organically because I, I I started a campaign down here in Miami called mm-hmm. 20 for 20. Right. Okay. And so it was uh, basically just, um, you know, we, we wanted to go out um, and feed 20 hospitals. Right. Because of, you know, right. obviously what was going right. on with COVID. Yeah. And so I partnered with a lot of like local business owners and um, we were able to basically deliver food to all these nurses that were, you know, at the time they were going through a lot of trauma, right? Because there was a lot of uncertainty with COVID. And so it was really just like, it wasn't really like a marketing ploy. You know, it was kind of just like a genuine act of kindness. Yeah, and, exactly. and it was, And it was really a challenge to people to like say, hey, look, like, let's support our healthcare heroes. You know, let's support our frontliners. Um you know, let's do everything we can. Obviously, food is obviously the way to somebody's heart, right? Um, so if you want to, you know, have people uh, happy and 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 uplift people, you know, one of the one of the easiest and 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 quickest ways to is to provide them food. And and the nurses were like so grateful. Um, you know, they were so happy that somebody was actually thinking about them. You know, I talked to a lot of them. I got to know them personally. Some of them even became my clients and they were, at, you know, they, a lot of them were even considering leaving the, uh, leaving the industry, right. Um, because of how stressful it was and because of the, you know, I guess, um, dangers at the time or what was considered dangerous at the time. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of them were just like, Hey, you know, we don't even know if it's worth it. So, um, so yeah, from there, um, you know, kind of just took off organically. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing a lot of content around that and just our healthcare heroes and just locally, right. Just on a local level here in here in South Florida. Um, right. and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really how, when it started to kind of resonate with people because obviously, um, it, you know, in my opinion, when you give, you get right. Right. So, so, you know, I was, not to say I, I wasn't giving before, but that wasn't really like part of my social media presence, right? Like I, I, I give, but I give like, yeah, I give with no intention of, you know, receiving back. Just yeah, yeah, just yeah. Thing. I mean, I, I support so many different organizations, and you know, if I see somebody in need, I always help out, you know, and I never look for, um, you know, uh what you would say. I, I never look for like clout because of that. Um, yeah. you know, a yeah. lot of people they'll go on social media, like oh, I'm giving out money to people. And to me, that's like corny, you know, super like, super like corny. super corny, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. You have money. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, you're being generous, but you know, are you really being generous or are you just doing it for the likes, you yeah, know, for the likes. um, pretty much you're doing it for the likes, you know? And, and my thing was, I wasn't doing it for the likes. I was doing it to genuinely say, Hey guys, this community, this, you could do it too. <laughs> yeah, we need a rally behind this community. Yeah, we need a rally behind our healthcare heroes. We need to, you know, help them in whatever way we can. And like I said, it was also getting local businesses involved. So you know the, the, I guess social media exposure because we didn't really like. I didn't push it to like media. Like I wasn't trying to get like uh, Channel Seven News or CNN to come out and like document yeah. it. Like I didn't put out a press release. It was more like organic. Like hey. I put it on social media and then like people were just hitting me up like local business owners. Hey, how can I support? How can I support? How can I support? So I was like, okay, look, let's, let's, why don't you sponsor this hospital? Right. Why don't you sponsor that hospital? So I I ended up probably sponsoring like maybe a third 
maybe a little bit more. And then, you know, we got local business owners to sponsor the rest. And then, you know, that was how we were able to, to hit that many hospitals. Um, and I think we actually hit a little bit more than 20, but you know, the goal was 20, right? So, which is, which is pretty much like every hospital here in South Florida. Like there's, there's like 20 major hospitals, right? Like, um, so that was the goal was to hit like pretty much all the major ones. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, of course, it's going to impact and you know, people are going to catch attention. It's, and I feel that more than anything, why you did that too, is to really just to get everybody else's attention and in the sense of like coming together, we're stronger together, you know? I think you muted yourself by accident. Yeah, sorry. My son just gave me the room. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah, we are stronger together, you know, and that's um, that's uh, something that a lot of people don't realize, right? It's For me, I, I'm an energy reader on top of everything else that I do. And I have an energy, and obviously from what I, I see what you post, um, yep. it seems that you want to make an impact more than just here in America, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what I was going to ask you because – you seem that you want to get involved. You seem that you have some kind of action plan. How can we create an action plan to help in other countries? Because for me, why I work so hard and aside to family and everything, I have family in Colombia on the you know yeah. nice side of Colombia, but then as well on the scary side. So beautiful, I, beautiful country, by the way. Yeah, beautiful country. Yeah. So uh, let's just dive into and that. beautiful people and beautiful people. That's like it. I, we have a lot of Colombians here in Miami, and you know, the Colombians are some of the most. Uh, genuine and loving people that i've ever met in my life so thank you yeah. <laughs> appreciate that the, the comment that's very sweet but yeah um oh, sorry what were you saying didn't mean to cut you off no no no. how like how do you think we can go about i mean obviously eventually or i mean the sooner the better but we have a lot of things on our plate how do you think we can go about it uh taking action plans to um where you want to, you know, contribute or where you want to go to, or where you would like to impact with, obviously money is not everything, but money is a tool to help give food, water, resources that unfortunately in many countries don't have, not only the, uh, I'm sorry, I can't think it's been a crazy day. Where have you been, um, the post that you've been putting up everywhere, just in general, like where, where do you want to impact the most and where would you go first outside of the U S so, I mean, to me, it, it, it's like wherever you can go, like, yeah. and and nowadays, where can't you go is the question, right? Right. right. Um, with the with the power of the internet, right? You you can go anywhere. You can impact any community, um, right. even the most furthest communities, you know, in the jungles of, you know, the Amazon, or you know the the islands of you know uh, you know the Indian Ocean, right? So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's wherever you can make an impact, just make an impact. Right. And and so, you know, I, I champion causes that are, um, you know, close to my heart. Right. Um, and, and I, and I make it a point, um, to not necessarily like promote like what I'm doing as far as giving, but to be able to bring attention to those causes. Um, sure. And, and I so, yeah, yeah. And so like, you know, that's, that's really like, uh, you know, one of the main things that you can do is, Hey, even if you don't have money, right. Is you could take time to not only like volunteer to help out, but also to, um, to just spread awareness, right. Of these issues. 
Um, and you never know who that might reach, especially with social media nowadays. You never know who might just see your post and decide, hey, you know, I want to do something about this. I'm willing to volunteer or I'm willing to spread awareness or I'm willing to donate. And then it's just yeah. a trickle down effect from there. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like the butterfly effect. <laughs> you know, yeah, one one sure. butterfly starts going and it just changes the entire world. Right. Or it creates exactly. a hurricane, you know. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's to me, that's that's like something that anybody could do, you know, is spread awareness and something that we all should do as far as causes that are near and dear to, uh, to your heart. And really like for me more, more than anything, uh, I kind of just go with the flow, you know, like when things come to me, I decide, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get behind this, you know, or I'm going to donate or I'm going to spread awareness. You know, I don't really, I don't really like go out looking for causes per se, you know, when things come to me is when I really like, say, okay, you know, this is something that is touch my, touches my heart, which most of the stuff, most of the things that I come across that are like, uh, you know, charities or, or different, uh, uh, you know, foundations or different, you know, just different causes. Um, you know, for the most part, like I am, uh, pretty generous. Right. And so I'm, I'm pretty caring of people. Uh, and so like, just like for me, like, it's just natural. Like, I, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like if I see a homeless person on the road, like if there's a hundred cars in the line and nobody gives them money, like I'll give them money. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, not, not, not the, not the crackheads. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cause I, cause I don't want to empower that, uh, you know, that addiction. Um, yeah. but if there, but if, you know, if it's like a mother with their child or, you know, like clearly like somebody who's like disabled and, you yeah. know, is down and out under luck. Like, I don't care if like nobody's helping, I'm going to help, you know, regardless, I'm not going to just follow the crowd. And I think that's something that everybody can do. It's like, Hey, it might not be the cool thing and it might not be like the in style thing. Right. Especially now, like where everything in the media is very like self-centered. Right. And so you got all these, you know, so-called influencers, right. That are like influencing people to basically just like go out and, and get like the flashiest cars and the flashiest jewelry and all that. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with having nice things, but you know, if you're going to champion something, you know, you should champion something that's for the greater good. Right. Yeah. And so, and so like, you know, I, I, I have nice things, right. I have, you know, uh, fancy cars and and fancy watches but you'll never see me on social media really promoting them you know at all like you might like literally i think i posted like one post with my car and even that was like uncomfortable for me i was kind of like you know and it was really like my brother that i was trying to help out because he started like a photographer business and he was like oh let's go here and let's go do the shoot and i'm gonna help you out and you know you you know gonna make you look good on social media and i was like okay i'll do it this one time you know, and after that, I was like, mm, I'm not going to do that again. You know, that, that felt too corny for you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it's just like, for me, like, that's just not me. It's not authentic. You know, like I could do that. Don't get me wrong. But like, I just won't feel like where eh. it's coming from. It's not really coming from the heart. Yeah. It's not like, it's just not me. Like, yeah, you know, to each his own. Right. Like some people that's, that's, that's what they want to do. Hey, great. Do, do you. Right. But, um, you know, I'm going to do me. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and it seems like you're you're a caring person. You're looking to help. You you didn't feel comfortable doing it, but you knew it would potentially help your brother, right? So exactly. So exactly. Not, not potentially, it would help him. So that that's why you took this to that leap. That's amazing. Ex- exactly.
For sure. Um, I did. I asked you a little earlier, but I think we kind of went on a couple other topics. Like, I'm pretty excited again for this book. Is there anything that you're willing to share that um, just because I um, like the whole cover everything? Are you talking about lion mentality? Yeah. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a a, a subtitle plug okay, right can now. I, can I like have one? <laughs> okay. Can I have one sent over to me after this? Yeah. yeah I'm gonna have yeah. Nice order. order. Yeah. So actually, um. So actually, we we took it off of um so of Amazon. Um, we had a we had like this is like a rough version, right? Okay. It, um, it's only uh, I think this one is only like what is this fifty pages? Um, yeah, click straight to the point. Yeah, fifty two pages. Um, but um, you know, my goal like this is like the the light version, right? But my goal ultimately is to like write a book that not only um promotes like uh, self-awareness and, you know, ways to, to improve yourself, but also to like tell stories. Right. So like, that's right. why I kind of went back to the, um, back to the drawing board. And then we pulled it off Amazon. Cause I was like, okay, like I want to, like, I want to be able to say, you know, I have a real book, like a hardcover book, you know, and this was more like a ebook, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, 50 pages, like, you know, like, yeah, I, I could put that on like social media and like, you know, sell it as like an ebook and like, you know, one of these little self-help guides. But um, but, you know, I, I wanted it to be a little bit more authentic, you know? Yeah, I hear you on that. And so. um, So, yeah, I, I feel like if I'm going to give something, if I'm going to give something to the world, I want to make sure that it, it's the best version of me, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. And so so I kind of jumped the gun early on that one. And um. And now we're, like I said, we're back to uh, not really the drawing board, um, but we're back to uh, making sure that it's done in, in a way that is, uh, you know, is authentic and that really um, is, is, is a portal into um, being able to really fulfill your potential. Right. And so it's going to give a, you know, a unique perspective, you know, with, with a modern approach and then also storytelling, you know, okay. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm excited. I haven't been able to write much lately because I got a lot of stuff that I'm working on, like behind the scenes, yeah. which, which you guys will probably hear about like very, very soon. Ooh, um, like when? Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I, I, you see, I don't want to commit to anything, like saying any time frame because then like people are going to hold me to that and they're going to be like, oh, <laughs> Like you said in a month from now, you're like coming Drake. out. You can be like Drake and just, oh, yeah, stuff came up. It'll come out eventually. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, you're, you know, you're waiting on the album. You know, the album got pushed back like 10 times now. And so, like, that's why I won't even tell you when when the the, the book's coming back out. Because I'm like, who knows? Or you want to know. You just want to. Yeah. It might be two months. It might be two years. Who knows? You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fine. So. So, yeah, the, actually, the news. And the things that I'm working on right now are are pretty pretty close to done, and um, pretty close to uh, being uh, being fully like ready for me to be able to share. And it's something I've been working on for a while now, probably going back to like the end of last year. Um, and it just took a lot of planning and a lot of uh, executing. And so I'm finally like at a place where like I'm ready to like launch that. Uh, it's amazing that you know that project pretty much and the most simple aspect what it kind of because writing a book it's nerve-wracking you know i'm working on yeah. that myself um what 
pushed you to finally do it? Was it Gary Vee? Was it yourself? When did you realize like, okay, like I'm going to do this. Like, just like make another concept. Like I'm going to go ahead and go for that. So I'm going to be honest with you. Like I went through a very rough patch. Okay. Uh, at the end of last year, you know, okay. I lost, I lost uh, my uncle who I'm named after okay. uh, my, my grandmother. Well, she didn't, she didn't die until like January, but she had caught COVID in December. And then I just had a lot of stuff that was going on that kind of just built up, you know, especially with the pandemic and COVID and all that. And so I just really needed a break to like, make sure like I was taking care of my mental health. Right. Because at the end of the day, like if you're not good mentally, then you're not going to be good in anything that you do. Right. right? Um, And so really like the book was more like self therapy. Like I would say it was more like self. um, Yeah. Like self therapy. It was more like, it was really for more like myself. Right. Um, I was really like selfish in doing it. Like, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to make a book for like people to read. I'm, I'm just making, I'm just writing and getting stuff for like me to read, (laughs) you know, um, for me sometimes, yeah, for me to get better, you know, and, and for me to like get back to a place where I'm, you know, uh, comfortable and I'm, you know, creative and I'm, you know, uh, able to, um, be like the best version of myself. So, um, so that's kind of where it came from. I, I took a little bit of a sabbatical towards the end of last year. Uh, I think November and December, I kind of just took a break, you know, did some traveling, um, some time to kind of reflect and, and write and, and read. I was reading a lot of stuff. Like I, I think I bought like 20 books, I probably read like 15 nice. of them. Um, like literally that's all I was doing all day was reading, reading, reading and writing. And like, that was it, you know, just like soaking in information and writing stuff. And like, literally I bought this, like, um, this little notebook and like, I probably like in like a month's time, like I probably like finished, like just writing in this book, like different business plans and, you know, all kind of stuff, you know? And, 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 and like, literally that's between that and like the book and like the books that I bought, it was kind of like, it was like one of those real, like, kind of like breakthrough um moments you know and, and and actually i'll be honest with you like when i came out of that like mode it was actually like kind of depressing because i was like okay now i gotta get back to work like i can't do like all this reading and writing all day that i've loved doing for the last yeah. two months and like i really would like love to continue doing that but you know obviously i have obligations and you know absolutely I, you know i have children and you know i have life right so i can't <laughs> and life must go on right like i have clients and i have uh, partners that depend on me to help them out and like everybody was kind of like when are you going to come back the person that i trust to uh to do like to handle my clientele or to uh you know get my loan approved right and so i had a lot of clients that were just like you know, hey, dying you know, need of Mr. Mason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like very like um like That's I gotta get back in the game now because like everybody's like kind of pissed off with me that I that I took this break. And like, you know, I kind of had like time to get clarity and clear my mind and, and that kind of stuff. I was watching one of your videos on your website and I already know this, but it seems that there's a lot of information that you have to go over with your clients all the time, and for sure. For some clients, you probably have to read, repeat a couple of times. Um, have you seen the use of like creating scripts or like, how do you go about it? Because there's just so much information that you have to tell and go over for these different clients that you're handling. How do you uh, go about making your uh, scripts? Because the start of COVID for me, I created my own script and started working with a small company 
and was able and was able to sell when people weren't quote unquote spending money. So like, how do you that, like that preparation in the sense of scripts or going over what you have to go over, like really helps you out for the long run and for the. You mean like scripts, like in terms of like talking to clients or like scripts in terms of like content? Which one? Talking to talking to clients, because sometimes I feel like some of the stuff like you have to know what you're going to say right beforehand or their questions yeah. or, or, you know, their objections to certain things that you say. So to be, to be quite honest with you, and this might not be like a popular opinion with people, yeah. you know, like everybody like, you know, tells you like all these, like, you know, business gurus and yeah, for sure. Uh, like coaches and mentors will tell you like, Oh, you need like the perfect script and you need to have, oh, be ready to like overcome every objection. And, you know, for me, like, you know, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've read that stuff and I've, and I have coaches like myself that, you know, kind of like tell me, okay, yeah, this is what you need to do. And, you know, I, I soak it all up, but, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just myself. I'm authentic. Right. That's good. That's good. Um, I don't like follow a script and I don't really like try to pressure anybody either. Like my, my goal is just to educate you. Right. And that's how I position myself. Like if you come to me, I'm going to educate you. I'm going to get you approved. Um, and you know, ultimately I'm going to make sure that, you know, we do the best job possible between myself and my team, right? Like, I'm not going to be there to like hold your hand throughout the whole process. Cause unfortunately I can't do that anymore. Right. So we want to be able to like, you know, prioritize and, and, and be able to, you know, take on other things, you know, to grow my business and to grow, um, you know, my production and being able to like serve more people, especially as, you know, especially as I progress and, you know, I build that uh, more, you know, that bigger presence. So, um, you know, for me, for me, really, to be honest with you, at this point, like where I'm at in my life and where I'm at in my career, I'm just looking to like educate people. And and that might not be like the most. No, that's that's what I'm the most popular opinion. But like I, I, I'm at the point now where I don't even really, to be honest with you, I don't even want to sell anymore. Like. Like I'm at a point now, serving, serving. Animals. Yeah, like I'm at a point now where I want to. I'm gonna hire salespeople to sell for me, you know, and I'll educate them. Education and delegation happens. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to educate the salespeople, right? To to be able to sell and and be authentic and 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 you know sell in a very ethical manner, right? Um, but. Like I'm at the point now where, yeah, I don't even want to sell anymore. Like I've, I've, I've done that for, for quite some time, you know, selling, like I've been, I've been selling for like, since I was like 15 years old, you know, working selling, starting businesses, you know, I'm 32 now. So, I mean, at this point I've been selling more on this earth than I haven't been selling. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I've been selling for like 17 years and, you know, I started at 15. So that's, you know, that's more time selling than not selling, you know? Exactly. Um, kind of like, it's kind of like something that's not like built into my like DNA, right? Like I just, like I said, I'm just off that because like I already learned all these things. And for me, like to have a script at this point, it, it's just corny, you know? Like for me personally, don't get me wrong. When I started, again, this is like social media content, right? You, you start off and, and yeah, you need those scripts. Like it's very important when you're first starting to follow the script, right? Because if you don't follow the script, and you don't know what you're talking about, you yeah. look like an ass, right? And you're going to assume things and then you're going to look like an ass, right? Um, so if you're starting off in, in a business, absolutely, you follow a script. Like when I, when I first started doing mortgages four years ago, 
you know, I, I didn't really follow a script per se, but I certainly didn't like tell people something that I couldn't back up. Right. Right. Um, Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I made mistakes and I, and I committed to people and things that I probably shouldn't have committed to because it took a lot of energy and a lot of time and it was very draining, but it was a learning experience. Right. For sure. and, um, you know, and, and, and then my, my intention was always like in, in a good intention. I, I, I was never, I was never really in it to like make money. Right. Like if I, if I was in it to make money, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't work with first time homeowners. Right. <laughs> You know, I would go work with rich people, you know, do the million dollar houses, you know, and I, and I could do that still if I wanted to. Right. Because I can go and talk and be at the same level of like understanding and consciousness and just like you know, being able to like talk to those kind of people. Like I have the ability to do that. Right. But at the end of the day, like, am I helping those people? Not really, because they already know these things. Right. Yeah. They, are, yeah. they, they already yeah, they already made it. They already did it. Like they're, they're at a place in their life where, you know, they're comfortable. Right. So, um, so, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, I want to help people that aren't comfortable per se, that don't really know the process that like, don't even think, like think that they could buy a house. You know, like I have a lot of clients that they'll come to me and they'll be like, like, uh, I'm just want, I just want to rent. I don't think I'm going to qualify. I don't have enough money. My credit's bad. Like I've heard it all. Like I've heard it all. Um, and, and, you know, I, you know, if you go to a bank, right. <laughs> and you don't have like all your ducks in a row, all your documents, everything. Like if you go to Chase or Bank of America, I'm not even going to name the, the, all the banks, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. One of the major banks and you apply for a mortgage and you don't have all your documentation and you don't have perf- like good credit and good assets and all these things, they're just going to tell you, Oh, denied. Sorry. Can't, can't help you. You know, and 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 then for a lot of people, that's like, uh, you know, that's very like deflating, right? So they, sure. like, a lot of people get very discouraged, like, and and, and rightfully so, because like, if I bank with Chase or if I and I oh, give me perfect example, I bank with Citibank, right? Like that's my bank. Um, right. If I bank with Citibank and and like I wasn't a mortgage lender, like my first choice would be okay, I'm going to go to Citibank, right? Because I have a relationship with my banker over there. And I go there all the time to deposit checks or withdraw money. And I, you know, I'm very, like, I have a good relationship with those people. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're good at mortgages, right? Um, because for them, it's just like another uh, cog in the business, right? Like, they do credit cards, they do car loans, they do deposits, they do CDs, they do safety deposit boxes. You know, like, the list goes on in terms of, like, what a bank does, right? They business loans, uh, wealth management, you know so on and so forth. So like for them, it's like, yeah, if we can do the mortgage, great. But if we can't next. <laughs> yeah. It's a number. Yeah. It's just the next, right? Like next. Right. And then if you come in with all your stuff, okay, come in, you know, if not next. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, for a lot of people that's discouraging. And so like my, my thing is like, I give people a game plan, right? So if you come to me, like, even if you're not ready, I'm going to give you a game plan and I'm going to tell you, okay, this is what you got to do. This is like your homework, right? This is your roadmap. Go and do it. And, and then let's talk, right? Yeah. But like you have a game plan. And I'm still even gonna like, I'm still even gonna tell you how much you potentially qualify for, right? Because I want you to be able to see light at the end of the tunnel, right? I don't want you to just say, okay, my credit's bad and uh, I don't have no money. And like I don't even know what I qualify for. So is it even worth it? Right. Like I'm gonna tell you, okay, this is how much you potentially qualify for. 
this is how much money you need. You know, this is where you need to get your credit score to, right? And then, you know, clear out a whole roadmap for them to be to get to home ownership, right? Right. And so, uh, and so that's that, that's something that that I do that's a lot different. And 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 to be honest with you, like at first I didn't really do that when I got into the mortgage industry because because nobody does, right? Like it's not this isn't something that like lenders do. Like I I started off working for um you know a a, a big lender like a big bank, yeah. um, you know and 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 it was almost similar to that experience, right? Like. Just when you can't qualify, next go find go find another lead, go find another client. Um, and to me, that was like I was like after a while, I was like, but what happens to all these people? <laughs> like you know, like where do they go? Like you know, like you turn them down, and then they just get discouraged, and then you never hear from them again. Yeah, exactly, and then they're gone. So like so like really quickly, like I would say it probably took me like six months to be like, you know what, I can do this a little bit better, right? And so like you know, I built out a CRM and I built out automations to like basically like educate people and also follow up with them. Cause the follow-up is key. Follow -up. Right? Like you can send somebody like an email with a roadmap and be like, okay, this is what you need to do. But like when you're emailing them like once a week or every other week or once a month to be like, Hey, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Then they, then they're like, okay, maybe I should do it. You know? And then I is going to do it. Right. But at the same time, like if you want to better yourself and you know that like, Hey, you have somebody that's here to help you. Right then, then you have the incentive. Like I said, you have light at the end of the tunnel. You know, potentially what you're qualified for. Um, and so, like, if you want to help yourself, great, I'll help you. You know, if you don't want to help yourself, I'll still help you. You gotta be willing. <laughs> That's like, a good one. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I can't like I can't fix your credit. Right, I can't get you like a pay raise. I can't like make sure that you're like sticking to a budget and not going to like Starbucks and, you know, the Nike store every day. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I can tell you like, Hey, this is what you need to do. This is how much you need to save. This is what, this is what you need to pay off. And you know, this is what you need to get your credit up to. Right. And so that's, 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 that's important. That's something I do. And the follow up is something I do. It's something that's built into my personal business model. And it's something that I'm now building into my team's business model. And ultimately, you know, um, just like maybe changing like this industry, right? To where it's just like normal for people like to be like, hey, we need to do this, right? Um, so I mean that that's like it starts like I said, it's butterfly. It starts with one person, and they're like, like it's a lot of business back, right? Like one out of every two people, they come back to me. You know, over time, you know, if I talk to hundred people, that's fifty potential clients down the road that I didn't have before, right? Because yeah, they weren't approved. So then, boom! I just lost fifty potential clients, right? So you know, I look at it from that perspective as well. Like this is great business practice because ultimately, like, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a longer um, sale. It's going to be a little bit more of a longer sales cycle, right? Per se, right? Which, 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 to be honest with you, isn't really like it's not like it's not something that's particularly. Um, different and then than the average client because i mean mortgages is something where you're gonna get somebody pre-approved then they got to go find a house especially in this market it's like pff, good luck right you got like 30 offers 50 offers on every house right so then by the time they get a house maybe pff, who knows two three months down the line you know and then you got to go through the process of getting their loan underwritten and fully approved which could take it like another month so i mean our sales cycle like 
on average is anywhere between three to six months, you know, for start to finish, right? From like getting a lead to pre-approving them, to them finding a house, to them going on a contract, to them getting uh, a, a conditional approval, to them submitting all the conditions, to getting a clear to close, to going to the title company, signing all the documentation, getting the money, to, to, to finally getting the money from the mortgage company and being able to own the home, right? Um, how, does, how does patience fall on around the line? How do you teach that to your team? I mean, it's it's something that it's not for everybody, you know. Like for me, like like um, like it took me like maybe two or three months to close my first deal, right? And that and that was something like that was a little different for me because I was like, I'm used to like the sale, right? Like quick, right? Um, but I mean, look, you're talking about commission on a three four hundred thousand dollar loan, so the commission is a lot more, right? Like yeah, one mortgage is probably like the equivalent of like somebody going out and selling like a hundred direct TV packages, you know, yeah. um, which might take them the same amount of time, right? I'm just making my money in one lump sum. They're making their money like over time, right? But they can only call but so much people, right? Yeah. I could do like ten mortgages, twelve mortgages, twenty mortgages, thirty mortgages. If I got a big enough team, shit, I could do a hundred mortgages, right? And that's and the, with your online presence, you could even have even more than that coming into you. Because I actually have a couple of ideas that we're going to go over in a sec. But I keep going. I'm sorry, but it's no, nah, like, that was it. That was opportunities with that with the online. Yeah, exactly. Why you're doing what you're doing with digital real estate or digital marketing? Exactly. Um, and I sense you're doing that. I'm sorry, just because it's just crazy. Uh, I feel that eventually, when you know we can make some more time, you can continue to do what you're doing online and make your online courses and they don't have to be corny. They could be how, you know, your online courses with your finance and your real estate background. I be coming soon, you know, who knows? Oh, right? Is that what you're working on already? <laughs> I'm not going to put nothing out there, right? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm work- no, I'm working on a couple of things. I'm working on a couple of things, but that is on the roadmap for sure. That's okay. definitely. What about the mindset and manifestation and then implementation? Actually, do you have something on that? And then I can incorporate sales because I feel that, we should be maximizing what you've already done, or at least you should, um, with the course creation. And then, you know, have people just clicks away from more recurring revenue. And then on top of that, your online presence, it just becomes that more solidified than it already is. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I believe, like, for sure, there should be, like, I'm very spiritual. I'm not a religious person, per se, right? Right, I'm spiritual. But, like, I'm, like, non-denominational. right. You know, obviously, I believe like Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, but like I'm not like gonna push my views on anybody, right? And but at the end of the day, you know, like I agree, like there's 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 truth in every religion, right? Like there's yeah, truth sure. in every religion. Um, and 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 like no religion is perfect, right? Like period, right? Like there's certain elements of religion that doesn't really like uh, it's too much rigidity, right? Like like yeah. like. You know, like, yeah, it's just, yeah. So for me, it's like more spiritual. So like, absolutely, like anything that I do is always going to be authentic. It's always going to be from a place of love. So yeah. hey, like, this is so like, you could be the best person that you could be, right? Yeah. And you accomplish like everything that you put your mind to. And, um, you know, like you could just um, be authentic. You be yourself and, and, it, and it doesn't happen overnight. Like, like I didn't gain this insight and I didn't gain this knowledge and I certainly didn't gain like this confidence and the ability to um like transcend like negativity in certain things like overnight right that's it's a process of growing and 
every single day and reading and writing and you know going through the you know the 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 ropes of you know praying and meditating and and uh and you know doing affirmations and you know things of that nature right um so i mean definitely like like one of my mentors right now is like uh danny morell so i don't know if you heard of danny morell yeah so danny morell is uh so i'm, I'm gonna plug him right now because i'm actually in his coaching program okay. so danny is a real estate agent who sold his real estate company that was doing a billion dollars a year okay. about, about a year ago right and then Basically, he trans. He was doing real estate coaching before, but now he's doing a completely different type of coaching. And he's still doing the real estate coaching, but he's basically like taking his real estate um, coaching program and the real estate um, agents that he's coaching, and he's like now teaching them like about spirituality and certain things. Right? right? It's just like, and that stuff is going to take you to a higher level, right? Naturally, yeah, for sure. Right? And, and 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 this is the guy that like was used to selling and being like super competitive. And like, now if you see him, he's like, like, you know, uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. He's at peace. Like zen, yeah. He's like Zen, like, you know, like yeah. just get her out of it. His aura is just like, Oh my God, I got to listen to what this guy said, you know? Um, so for me like that, like stuff like that is, is, is awesome. You know, when you mix it in with like business, but it's also like personal. Um, yeah. And self growth. Yeah, yeah. Personal development. Right. Like, Hey, not only do I want you to like make more money, but I want you to be a better person. You know, like I don't like you could make money and be a douchebag, or you can make money and be like a respectable citizen that you know actually cares about other human beings and doesn't exactly and just doesn't care about like self-gratification. I'm not saying that you can't care about yourself, right? Because definitely you have to care about yourself in order to care for others, right? Like you have to love yourself in order to love other people, right? If you don't love yourself, then how are you gonna love other people, right? Yeah. Hey. Love thy neighbor like you love thyself. So if you don't love thyself, you certainly gonna love thy neighbor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so nothing's wrong with like self love and doing things for yourself to, you know, like I said, fix your mentality, right? Like fix your mental health or whatever the case is. Like gain that um, enlightenment or whatever you want to call it, right? Um, but at the end of the day, uh, definitely, like there is for sure uh, a business element that can tie into that, that I think a lot of the so-called influencers and <laughs> so-called business gurus, no, some of them are doing it. They're just promoting it, right? Like they're, like, it's like, it's like a secret, right? Like, like it's like, it's almost like the Illuminati, right? Like, I uh, gotta keep this a secret so we can stay at the top of the pyramid, right? Or whatever you want to call it, right? Like, uh, it, it, like whatever you like, you know, if you want to believe in conspiracy theories, whatever, you know, like I don't really believe in conspiracy theories per se. I just believe in like what I see and what's true. Right. Uh, but, but, but like some gurus and some self-help guys and some like what you would call like business influencers and coaches, like they don't promote that stuff because it doesn't sell or it's not cool. Right. You know, it doesn't go with their image or whatever the case is. Right. Like it's just like, but obviously, you go against the crowd. You don't care about what other people think. I mean, you know where your place comes from, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, sometimes I go with the crowd, right? Like, if I feel like it, right? <laughs> like, if I feel like it's right. And um, I mean, sometimes, look, I'll go against the crowd and I'll be wrong. And sometimes I'll go with the crowd and I'll be wrong. But I'm fine with that. Like, everything is growth, right? Everything is a lesson, right? Like, like I have, a, actually, I have a, I have a reality show that I want to work on. That we haven't started filming or doing anything yet, but it's called L's and W's, right? Uh, and it's like a game show that basically follows like people that are, have startups and businesses 
that are kind of getting off the ground. And like, much it's, like, it's almost like, have you ever watched, um, have you ever watched uh, uh, Impractical, Impractical um, Jokers or? No, this? never. Yeah, let me see. I'm going to Google it right now. Impractical. Yeah, Impractical Jokers. Yeah, Impractical Jokers. So like, it, it's like this show with these four friends and they basically like go like into the streets of New York and like they they do like these crazy pranks to see like it's like a competition like see who could like get the most laughs or see who could like embarrass themselves the most and it's funny because like it's like you know some of the situations that they put themselves in is just like players yeah you really did that you know uh, and and then they're like their friends are looking at them like you really did that like <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just funny because it's like they have that they have that camaraderie and they have like that that energy and that just that. Um, kind of like flow with each other. So like basically it almost be like an impractical jokers, but like for businesses at the same time. But basically like the concept is every, every, so L's and W. So every W is obviously a win, right? Yeah. Every L, every L is a lesson. Yeah. So it's not a loss. It's a lesson, right? Yeah. And so you still get points for lessons, right? But it takes two L's, right? To make a W. Right. So, so if you get a W, Hey, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, scoring a three point, but if you get an L, Hey, you still gonna get a point, right? It's like a two pointer, right? To get the additional point, you gotta get another L you put it together. It's a W, right? And you so, turn the L to an M. <laughs> yeah. Or you turn the L to an M. Right. So, um, Mind so that's pretty that. much like the concept of the, of the, of the, like that concept that I have. And who knows, like if it'll ever get off the ground, who knows if we'll even ever film it. I mean, I'm pretty, uh, hopeful because I already like planned out the whole freaking. I have show. actors. Let me know. I got in my, in my, in my, um, my little, I don't even know what to call it. My, my, uh, revelations book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm kind of like, all right, it's, it's there. I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a way to like attract that and, and manifest that one day, you know, um, hopefully like sooner than later, but, um, yeah, that's definitely something I want to work on down the line. And so, yeah. like, like I said, that's just like, um, like a mentality that I have in life. And then, look, it's not every single day, right? That you feel like that. There's certain days like I feel like crap, or I feel like I really fucked up, or whatever the case is. Like I really, yeah, did yeah, yeah. Job, and yeah, I just have to remind myself, hey, it's okay, right? Everybody makes mistakes. It's okay, right? Like it's not the end of the world. <laughs> it's okay, you know. You can make it up or apologize, or you can just learn the lesson, right? At the end of the day, it's 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 everything is a building block. Everything that you go through is uh, it's really like for your own improvement, even if it's bad. Like you you don't see like the sometimes you know like see the the diamond in the rough, right? Um, but it's there, right? For it a reason. It is. Sorry, I, I have the recording on the audio, so I'm making sure it's good on the sound levels and all that. Oh, you're good. But yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, for me, the goal, the biggest goal on top of impacting and buying hospitals in Columbia is to empower our minority, our colored youth and to yeah. teach them and, you know, close this financial gap from us to the one percenters, you know, just because it's just it just needs to be done and it's going to be done. So that's why, like, I believe that. Congratulations to you, by the way. That's fantastic. Thank you. It's, it's it comes from the heart, you know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, if we can make money and make courses and make things that's going to impact people with the platform you've already created and that 
I'm creating is, you know, and if we can make it affordable for people, which we can, because it's all just probably work after that. They just either buy it or they don't, whatever. But if we make it affordable and with everything that we're doing and we keep incorporating, making these content, making this content and showing what we're about, I believe that, you know, we can make money and most importantly impact and help people because emotionally channeling, I feel, especially after this pandemic, a lot of people really did lose themselves, you know, for the people that did lost work, that couldn't do things and then just got down on themselves because they didn't know how else to do it because of what they've seen with their parents and impact from everything, because obviously that's a huge factor, whoever raised them. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I think it's our duty to do so, you know, and I'm grateful to even be on this, you know, platform to be able to do this today because this, I know will impact people. If it doesn't, doesn't care because it impacted me, you know? Yeah. And who knows? It might not impact people like today. Right. Yeah. But eventually it will. Like my content, like four years ago, didn't impact anybody. But like now I can go back and reference that or people can go back and reference that. And four years later, boom. Hey, now it's having a greater impact. Um, so now you're right. And where, where are you building the hospital, by the way? Oh, I want to build the hospitals in Colombia. No, but what part of Colombia? Barranquilla, Colombia. Okay. Next to Cartagena. Yeah, that's that's where my mom's from. So I've been out there nice. a total eight, nine times. Uh, and it's just, you know, there's kids out there that have nothing and they're still happy. They're still at peace. And, you know, and there's a lot of um, a lot of Venezuelans there too. Yeah. That, the, most of the is starting to get there now because of everything that's going on out there. It's yeah. Lack of yeah, food. It's, it's so, overpopulated. So yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I pray for the people of Colombia like almost every day because i'm like it's a beautiful country beautiful people and like especially now with like all the uprisings and police brutality and then you got the venezuelans that are there that are fleeing just absolute devastation and poverty and you know um starvation like just like unbearable uh situations yeah that's commendable that you're doing because i actually went to cartagena funny enough for my wife's birthday uh right before in like feels like forever ago it's like uh bc right before before corona virus <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't even it was 2019 <laughs> i don't even know man it's it feels like a lifetime ago right it feels like a lifetime ago for sure it's like a lifetime ago so we went we went to the, uh her birthday's in october so we went in october 2019 and um and you know i was just expecting to have like a really like fun relaxing trip and it was like really like it was like really like intense because like you just seen like all these people, like young, old, children, you know, all different kinds of people that were just there from Venezuela and they're like begging in the streets. And like everywhere you go, you you, you got to like see it. Like you can't escape it. Like there's no, there's no running from it. Like you got to like see them. Right. And like, obviously like, I can't give money to everybody. Right. Like you can't. So for like somebody like me, it's kind of like heartbreaking. Cause I'm like, all right, I'm going to give money. But like, if like, if I stop and give money to everybody, I'm not gonna have any money, right? Like, yeah. I gotta like be able to like go and do stuff while I'm on vacation with my wife. Um, so for me, like that was very taxing because I'm like, I, w- I wish I could help everybody. Like, I wish I had like unlimited money, right? Maybe one day, who knows? Um, but uh, definitely, like, yeah, that's that's a great thing that you're doing. People definitely need help, especially in Colombia right now. Yeah, it's not. I mean. For you too, that's the place. That's definitely something that I would support. I'll get behind that 100%. Yeah. So that's why too, I mean, in the next month, month and a half, I'd love to go meet with you and talk to you about this further and just see what, how we can help each other and see, you know, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but at least, you know, I can still 
plug out your brain and get some more insight. Just because the next question is, you have a good following right now. How do you plan on making that grow in the next three months with the content you have going? And how can you, rec- or what would you recommend to people that are looking to build their online presence in a way to eventually as well reap money and just reap impact and everything? So, so I'll be honest with you. I want to grow as organically as possible now. Okay. Right. Okay. You know, and, and, and one of the great, great things about social media is, you know, you can find people anywhere, right? Like in every country. So it's not like necessarily like you're limited geographically. Like I'm in Miami, I'm in Florida, but like most of my, most of my followers are like all over the U S all over the world. You know what I mean? Like most of the people like aren't here locally. Like the most majority of my followers are probably like, Definitely, I know for a fact are outside of my local and even yeah uh, uh, location. Um, so, the, first of all, that's like the best thing is that the power of social media you can reach anybody, right? And, and ultimately, like whatever you're doing is going to connect with somebody, right? Especially if you're authentic, like if it's coming from a place of like authenticity. Yeah, for sure. That's like the first thing is like being authentic. Um, the second thing would be. Uh, definitely like hire an expert, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that. You know, for a long time, I felt like, oh, I just need to do everything myself. And I just put it like all on myself. Like if it's succeeding, then it's on me. If it's failing, it's on me, right? Like, and again, no man is an island, right? Like you need to have a team in place. So like, I understand like everybody can like afford like, you know, a big social media agency to like help them, you know, uh, tweak their image and, you know, help them get followers or build like their own little lane and niche. Um, but there's a lot of companies out there, to be honest with you, that do it for like pennies on the dollar. And there's a lot of services out there where, um, you know, you can go out and like follow people to get them to follow you. Right. Um, it's like follow for follow. And that doesn't cost anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to follow a lot of people. Right. But like, who cares? Like if you follow a bunch of people, if you got 5,000 followers, you're following 5,000 people you still got 5,000 followers, right? <laughs> like some people just look at it like, oh, I want to have 5,000 followers and I want to have like 50 um, people that I follow, right? Like, like I want to, I want more people to follow me than like I follow. And, and so like, for me, like I, I never was like that following people to get them to follow you. Yeah. Strategy, hashtag, right? Great strategy, free. These are all free things. No cost. Just yeah. take a bit of time a little bit of research, right? A little bit of, um, you know, doing your homework and learning the ropes. And there's no like shortcuts to that, right? Like, like I wish there's no like magic wand. That, oh, here you go. You're uh, a social media rock star. Like it just doesn't work like that. Like if that's what you think, like good luck, God bless you because not gonna happen. <laughs> a rough ride, right? Like you're gonna be in for a rough ride. Like, if you're not willing to like learn something and master it, like you're not gonna be ever be good at it, right? And that takes time. Not to say that you have to be like a workhorse and you gotta be like again, you don't have to be somebody that knows it all, right? Like eventually you can, as you grow and you, you know, you make maybe a little bit more money, you can hire coaches, right? Like that, that, that for me is like very important. Like, right now I have like five different coaches, right? If you'd asked me a year ago, I had no coaches. Right? I do, I do it all on my own, right? But having a having like experts and coaches and you know, um, 
I don't even, like, you know, people will call them consultants or whatever. I don't even look at them as consultants. I look at them as like coaches, like people that have done it before that basically like you leapfrog the whole learning curve. Like you, you, you learn from their experiences and their um, losses, right? Or not losses, but you learn from their lessons, right? And their, um, their shortfalls and their pitfalls. And then you, you don't make that same mistake. So like, for instance, like there's a saying that says like, a smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others, right? And yeah. so like the way you can do that is if you position yourself to be around those type of people. Now, again, you can get a mentor, might be free, right? But sometimes it's hard to find like mentors um, that, you know, you can talk to on a regular basis that have the time to like, you know, coach you. So like sometimes you, take, <laughs> you gotta pay for a coach. Like, like for me, I wish, I wish I could find like a bunch of mentors that would just be willing to like give me their free time all the time. And hopefully one day I will, right? Like, I'm sure like I will, like for sure I will, right? Cause people will be like, Hey, he put in his time and he really mastered his craft. And so like, he's now somebody that I'm willing to invest my time. But like, at the end of the day, like you're not going to get a mentor if you're not even willing to master your craft and put in your time, like who's going to want to mentor you? Like I, I want to mentor you. Cause I'm going to be like, they haven't even like did their homework. Like they haven't even. Can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves. The time to learn. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to drag a horse to water. Right. Like if you get yourself to the water, I'll help you drink. Right. Like I'll teach you how to fish. Right. I'm not going to feed you fish, but I'm going to teach you how to fish. So you can eat for the rest of your life. If I just feed you the fish, then it's when I stop feeding you the fish, Hey, you're going to, you're going to die. You're going to starve to death. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's important. It's like mastering whatever you're that you're doing, building the content, um, you know, using whatever resources that you have, whether that be money, whether that be time, whether that be connections like mentors or coaches, whatever, they, whatever, whatever you can do, right? Whatever you can get your hands on and whatever time that you can spend and resources that you can spend to put into that, right? So that's, that's important. Very important. Like that's number one, number two, that's number three, that's all. That's the alpha and an omega, right? Um, and actually like, after that, like things will flow. Like once you master something, like things will flow naturally. Like that's just how everything works. Like you have to, you have to get to a point of mastery in order for you to like get to that flow, right? Like it just doesn't happen overnight, right? Um, and, and and that doesn't, and that honestly, like a lot of people think like it's a hard thing. Like, oh my God, I'm going to have to do this. I have to do that. I'm going to have to grind and it's going to take so much time and it's going to take so much energy and I'm not going to have a social life. And I'm yeah, not that's the wrong way to go about it completely. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, like, yeah, yeah, you might not have a social life, right? Like you may just have to like spend a lot of your time um, investing in uh, yourself and in, in empowering yourself and in knowledge and in just learning like hands-on experience. But like if you if you truly find something that you love, it's it's not gonna look it's not gonna feel like that. You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna feel like oh my god, I'm so like overwhelmed with um like just work and and uh, I never have time for myself. Like for me, like like I said again, I I find what I do fulfilling. So for me, like it's exciting. Like oh, let me go learn this now. You know what I mean? Like it's that's fantastic. Like I didn't know this before. Like. Great. Now I learned something new. What's next? You know? Yeah, like, exactly. What's next? And so I don't so I don't mind like working 16-hour days. Like I've worked 16-hour days, like 
probably more than I've worked eight hour days, you know, for a good portion of my life. Um, and, and so I've, I've, I've really like done that because I've tried to find things that I love. Right. And then like, if I don't love it anymore, then I go do something else, you know, like granted, like I finally found something that I'm like, okay, I'm really good at this. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I won't do anything else. Right. Like I, shit, I might end up doing self-help. I might end up doing other things. Right. Um, you know, and, but, but ultimately like I had to master this first in order for me to be able to build a team that now can take over this business, to be able to mentor those people that I see potential in that have, you know, took in the time to learn this business and to, for me to be able to free myself now to go and do other endeavors. But again, that doesn't happen. Uh-huh. It does. Nothing that's, it's worth it it takes yeah absolutely. Nothing, nothing happens overnight like like literally like i've tried it before don't get me wrong like, i've tried to like take shortcuts and, and stuff it never ends up working out though yeah it's like something you sacrifice something right whether it's um time money you, you're gonna sacrifice something like you're gonna lose your money <laughs> or you're gonna lose like whatever time little bit of time that you did put into it right it's just gonna be useless it's gonna be a waste yeah, and he usually puts you a couple steps backwards too. Yeah, exactly. And then you're gonna get discouraged and then you're not gonna wanna do it. So if you really love something and you're passionate about it, hey, again, it's not work. It's fun, right? Yeah, it's- I'm able to do this today. I'm able to get up. I, it comes, I think it comes back from a sense of gratitude. I'm, I'm able to get up every day and do this. I'm able to work. I'm able to make money. I'm able to provide. I'm able to eat. I'm able to do this. I'm able to do that as opposed to I have to do this. Yeah, you do have to do it, but you're as well able to. Many people can't, or maybe many people probably don't have the same opportunity, you know? So I feel like just being able to come back to some grateful and gratitudeness to be able to apply that into everything, it gives you that as well, that genuine intention. That genuine intention, exactly, exactly. And and again, like me personally, like, hey, like you said, a lot of people went through things during COVID. So like, it's not uncommon to like feel discouraged or like, you know, go through rough patches, especially with like all the trauma that we've been through like in the last year now that feels like 10 years right <laughs> like, yeah i told you like i had to take a damn break right and i'm somebody who's like mentally like strong and fortified and you know like people look to me and they like hey, that's a that's a uh really like uh respectable uh guy you know and and i had to take a break because it, it was just it was just overwhelming you know all the stuff that i was dealing with so hey you're gonna have days that you're 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 functioning at a high level and just everything flows and then you're gonna have days that you don't even feel like getting out of the bed right and, and nothing's wrong with that but as long as you consistently make an effort right whether it's good a good day or a bad day you're going to see results yeah if, right so it's not just about like feeling good every day you get up and like you gotta be on cloud nine to be able to like execute or to be able to like follow your passion no they're not at all like you're a human being like this isn't heaven. Like you haven't made it to heaven. <laughs> You're gonna have bad days. But you can control your feelings, though. You can learn to control your own feelings. You, know, you can learn how to. You could, you could, but like if your dog dies or like your family member dies, like yeah, for sure, yeah, the effects. And my uncle died. Like I can't control like being in grief. No, yeah. You know, like I'm not a robot. Like I wish I like I could. Just the right aspect. You embraced it and you said, "Look, I need to take some time for myself." Right. And, and it was and it was growth. Right. Like at the end of the day, we're not robots. Like we're human beings. So like you have to like lean into those emotions sometimes because that's where you find growth. Like sometimes it's in the darkest places that you find like the brightest lights, you know? Um, so definitely like 
like I said, you you can control your emotions. You can definitely um, figure out ways to like get from those lower emotions to those higher emotions very quickly over time if you train your mind and read a lot. Like I'm reading a book right now called Letting Go um, by Dr. David Hawkins. And like this guy's like a clinical PhD physician who like pretty much like breaks down like the whole human psychology of like the lowest emotions possible to like enlightenment, like the highest level possible. Like you're um, Jesus or like you're like, I don't want to say Jesus, but you're like Buddha, right? Like, right. Like how to get from that level to like that level to let go of like those lower emotions. Um, and then, uh, and Whenever I, anybody displays knowledge to you, write it down, write it down. Take it down big, right, big, big, big time. I write down everything. Not actually, you know, what I do. Honestly, me personally, you know, what yeah. I, I go on Amazon and I just order that shit. Yeah, I, I got uh, Amazon Audible. <laughs> I got hey, hey, because if I don't, if, if, like, I'm, I'm honest. Forget about it. Now I'll be real. Like I write shit down all the time, and like if it's not like in my face, like I'm not gonna remember. Yeah. Even even this book, like I wrote a bunch of crap in this book. No, well, good stuff in this book, actually. Stuff, but you don't have to do it. But I don't read it every day. Like, I might read it, like, once a month now. And it just, like, reminds me of, okay, this is, like, things that I, like, wrote down and, you know, I eventually one day want to bring to fruition and, you know, just kind of, like, remind myself every once in a while. But probably haven't read that in, like, three months now, right? Like, consistently or, like, even at all. So, that, but that, then, then again, that's me. Like I so since I have you on the topic of books, because this is a question I haven't even got to, and looks like we won't have enough time for everything I wanted to go over, but it's okay. Um, what other books? Oh, by the way, one last thing. Yeah. You asked what I want to do in three months. So what I want to do in three months is exactly what I'm doing now. So I just want to spread more um, truths, more um, light and love into the world. That's it. That's it. Like, I don't want to just do be that mortgage guy. Like, and that's why I never really branded myself as the mortgage guy. It's always been like educational and self uh, uh, help and kind of like, you know, doing things that a lot of people uh, wouldn't necessarily do or don't take the time to do, right? So you're, you're going to start to see a lot more like diversified content. And I'm already kind of like starting that pattern now where like I'll probably do two or three videos that are like really like more like generalized and have to do with like mentality and and just like um you know um everyday life and then I'll do like one video that's like mortgage related because you know obviously a lot of people still follow me and still like you know want to get that education from me because yeah uh, that's something that I mastered and something that I find um you know pleasure in and and ultimately like I I want people to like know like hey this is my knowledge and here's how you use it so so yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's that's. Oh, the- no, that, I'm glad you answered it for me because I was just gonna go off without the answer. And I was like, uh, you didn't get the answer for that one question, sir. Like, what's going on? But yeah, uh, what other books would you recommend? Whether it's sales, fiction, educational, any personal. I, so I got a couple here actually, um, that I'm gonna read now. So boom, obstacle is the way, Ryan Holiday. Um, oh, this one's funny and very controversial. Um, the subtle art of not giving up. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I told you about the David Hawkins book. Um, I really want to get into golf. So Ben Hawkins, uh, five lessons, the modern fundamentals of golf. Um, oh, this is a great one. I really want to start reading very soon. Atomic habits. 
by um, James Clear. Big burrs on that. I like that. I like that. Uh, and that's just like a few. That's like a few. I got a whole like library back there of like. That's good. Either read or I plan on reading eventually. And I just kind of got into Audible too, which is great because like mm-hmm. sometimes I don't really have the time to like sit down and read a book anymore. Because again, like I said, like, you're busy. Yeah. Busy. Like life comes at me and like I just got to like sometimes, you know, just put my head down and grind it out. But, um, you know, I'm making more time to like, you know, spend time to like do more things that I love and like, you know, take care of myself and my body, go on walks with my dog, spend time outside. You know, I've changed my diet. I, I went vegan a couple of weeks ago. I haven't ate meat. Oh, okay. I haven't yeah. ate any animal products, milk, cheese, none of that stuff. For like a couple of weeks, I feel great. I don't miss it at all, right? It's something I wanted to do for a while. And I just kind of like, ah, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And like, okay, I was going to take my time and go like pescatarian and vegetarian and vegan. And I just was like, you know what? Why am I going to like, what's stopping me? From yeah. yeah, what's stopping me from doing it right now? Like, everybody's like, oh, you're going to be cold turkey. No, like, I literally do not miss meat whatsoever. And there's so many different, like, options out there now with, like, beyond meat and impossible meat and and this meat and that meat. And, like, these are, like, all vegan options, but they they, they taste like chicken. Or good. You put some sriracha, ketchup, something on there that tastes better. No, it, it, it tastes just as good as, like, the real stuff. Like, really. Like, I, I just went to Miami Grill, right, which, which is, like, uh... Miami staple, like it used to be called Miami Subs and Grill. If you ever been to Miami, like you've seen it before, like it's like this very like unique looking chain of fast foods that have like the Miami, the Miami Vice colors, you know, like the that teal and pink, like that yeah. bright teal and that bright pink. Yeah. So this is like a Miami freaking like going back to like my childhood, like when I first came to like Miami, you know, um, and so like even like Miami Subs Grill is like it's like a sub and sandwich and burger place, like straight up like fr- like curly fries and 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 fried food and all that stuff and they and they had a beyond burger that i just bought like literally tonight and, and it was really good yeah it was great and like the guy who was working there he's like oh i'm a vegan too like he saw what i ordered he's like oh i'm vegan too like hey that's great you know so um so yeah that's 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 like those are like lifestyle changes that anybody can make you just gotta like commit to it right that's so, a great way to help the environment too Oh, absolutely. Great way to help the environment. Great way to just build up like good karma, right? Because you're hurting animals and you're not like doing things that, not to say like every animal is being hurt, right? Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like be like this, like um, this high on my high horse, like, oh, you know, if you eat meat, you're. uh, But it's true though. I mean, that's right. Because like I just stopped eating meat like a couple weeks ago. So I'm not like, I'm definitely not trying to like preach to anybody, but um, definitely like you, if you're thinking about doing something, just do it. Why not? Right. Why not? So I say that to say this. So I, um, so I don't have time to read books. I do all now. So I take my walks in the morning and I just listen to the books. So like that, I told you, letting go. I don't have a physical copy. I just, I bought it on audible and I was, I'm, I think I'm like halfway through the book. And I just started listening to it. Like not even a week ago. So like every day I'm doing an hour walking. Walk my dog, listen. Yeah, for sure. And just something I want to ask you that I, you, we already went over, but just something I need you to answer. Um, how important do you feel self-education is and your own self-due diligence 
um, it ties into your everyday and from before when you really started your journey on what you're on now? Um, I think it's everything, to be honest with you. Like, you have to invest in, like, yourself if you're going to be, if you expect, like, anybody else to invest in you, right, especially one. And, like, if you're not good mentally and, like, physically and um, emotionally and spiritually, like, then you can't help anybody, right? So, like, again, it's not about being, like, selfish per se, right? And, like, just, like, self-centered but definitely like for you to help the world like you have to you have to you gotta help yourself first right like, you gotta be a better person for you to make a better world you know like like a poor minded person or somebody who's like uh like short-minded or whatever they you know they're not going to help the world be better because their their goals are the short mind but so yeah if you if you're not like actively investing into your um into like yourself then what are you what are you investing into? Yeah, you can't change the world unless you change yourself. Well, exactly. And, and then on top of that, like you're being programmed by everything else. Yep. Literally. You're just like walking around like a freaking zombie because you're just like you don't even know who you are because all you do is like listen to TV and let these like talk show hosts like tell you how to feel and what to think. Right. Unfortunately, like a lot of people are like that. Like they don't even think for themselves anymore. Like they watch movies and they watch TV and that's where they get their opinions from. Like they don't even know themselves anymore. And then you ask them to read a book and like, oh, why would I do that? Yeah. And a lot of people are like, like a lot of people are, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I've been down this rabbit hole like many times before, like where you just like get to a place where you're like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to like go into myself. Cause I'm just like, guilt-ridden or whatever the case is. I'm just, I'm not ready to like take that journey, like to like know what I'm doing. I'd rather just, I'd rather just like, you know, kick that can down the curb, right? Um, but, you know, ultimately like you have to like invest in yourself. Otherwise like you're not. And then guess what? Like other people are going to tell you what to do and, and subconsciously you're going to do what other people want you to do rather than what you really want to do. And then you're going to be bitter and then you're going to be resentful and then you're going to be living a life that you don't like and that doesn't fulfill you. And ultimately, like, what is the point of living at that point? If you're just like, you know, and I'm not saying like you got to like find your dream job. What is the point if you're not finding your passion where you're wasting there? I mean, that's what Nipsey Hussle says, you know, I mean, really, it is. I believe that. I wake up every day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but everybody can't like, like. Like for instance, like Gary Vee will tell you, like, and and and, and mind you, I love Gary Vee. Like, I love the guy. Like, he's like a great inspiration for me. But like, he'll tell you, like, just go do something. Like, no matter you're 20 years old, 30 years old, like, yeah, your whole life in front of you, right? But sometimes it's not like it's not that easy because like you got bills, you got responsibilities. Like, you can't just like stop like working. Right. 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 Unless you have like a great cushion. Yeah, but if you have the nine to five, you can have to, you know, take the sacrifice. Like I used to yeah. in our days. I mean, there's times where I'm sure maybe you had it like a nine to five or a regular job or whatever, and you still put the time in after work to put it back into yourself, right? Yeah. So you have a nine to five and you have a five to nine. A lot of people do that. Yeah. They got a side hustle. And then eventually your side hustle turns into your full hustle. So like yep. that's the best way to do it. Like transition, definitely transition. Don't don't like put yourself in a position where you're going to fail. And then you're going to be like, I don't want to do this ever again because I failed. And I, you know, ended up in a bad place where I, I wasn't financially stable. And I just, 
wasn't able to like pay my bills or just wasn't able to like live the lifestyle or be able to like maintain my lifestyle or what I'm used to being and doing. Right. So like for me, like, like everything that I've done for the most part that I've been successful on, like I've always transitioned into that job or that business. Right. right. I don't really like did anything where I'm like, no, I'm, I'm no, I don't, don't get me wrong. I've done stuff where I was like, I'm going to do this. It never really ended great. Like it's always ended in like bitterness and resentment because I'm like, so all this time starting something from scratch and it didn't work out. So like, I just wasted like a year of my life. Right. And year of earning income and just not being able to like live the life that I wanted to. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like some people can do that, but for the most, like for most people, most people cannot do that. So like, take your time for sure. Like take your time. Yeah. Do a nine to five, do your five to nine. And then when your five to nine makes, you know, enough money to support your life or support, you know, paying your bills and, you know, taking care of your responsibilities, then, you know, make that your nine to five or shit, make that your nine to nine. Right. <laughs> like, like that's like, this is my nine. To nine. This is my nine to nine for the last four years. Like I don't, like I said, I, Shit, I probably do eight to nine some days or seven to nine some days. You know, like I'm like I said, I'm doing like 16 hour days sometimes. I'll do six, six a.m. to freaking midnight some days, you know. Um, but again, I have a passion for it. So like it, it does, I don't really look at it as like time wasted. But at the same time, time they grow. Yeah, and at the same time, like I don't want to do that forever because like I have kids, I have a wife, like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got like I gotta spend time with them. Like I can't just here every day working till like midnight that I don't see my children I don't see my wife because then they're going to be bitter and they're going to resent me because I just yeah and there's a balance offset too when you do that too right you know what I mean yeah you got to balance things out but like in in the beginning like like people will tell you oh you got to balance and you got to be do you got to be doing yoga and you got to be meditating and, and you got to um do you know your fitness and your diet and, and sometimes like it's just not realistic like sometimes you just have to like put your head down and you got to grind. Right. And not to say like, it's going to be hard, but you just got to like take, take the time to like learn your trade and you can still like do other things, but like you might not just be able to do everything that you want to do, or you might just not be able to do certain things that you're used to doing, like going out with friends or going to the gym or, you know, spending time, you know, uh, doing like, you know, a sport or something that you like. But like ultimately, like when you master it, you you can always get like back to doing what you did. Like if you really liked it. And sometimes you might just find out that you don't even really like doing those things. You just did it because you hated your job. <laughs> you know, so and so those were just distractions. Right. You know? yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I would push even people further for like how you said, like sometimes even if it's not gonna support you financially, some people are fortunate enough to where they have a home that they don't have to pay rent, you know, or if they have a good situation where they they live at home and they help out, but you know they're okay to you know go ahead and really pursue their dreams, or maybe the people that are in the higher mid class that have the opportunity to do it, but they're scared, you know. Just I what I say to people is just take the leap, go take that scary because either way it's all trial and error. I think with Gary V's message when he just says to tell people to go do it, because once you see after you just go doing, you try and get out of your comfort zone for the first time, it's like, whoa, like. And even if they don't succeed, like, well, I can do this though. Like, I just went and did yeah. it, and I did it. But I thought, whatever, just like getting up and getting another chair, and just going to go to make the next move. You know what I mean? Getting up to yeah, go. absolutely. And it builds momentum over time because you're like, oh, I accomplished that. Well, I can go accomplish this. And if I accomplish this, I can go accomplish that. 
But like I said, like if I'm like an attorney or a doctor, like I'm not gonna just like <laughs> you know, like Gary, like Gary Vee will tell you, like, hey, you don't like it? Stop doing what are you what are you doing with your life? Like you know, get out of here, like stop, like why are you going to law school? Like you already, you already did like two and a half years and you're about to graduate next semester, just Stop it, you know. And no, I'm not saying he does that in every situation, but like but he does sometimes. Shout out to Gary. He does take it to the extreme. Like he takes it to the extreme. Like, like, uh, I don't know, Gary. Like, you know, maybe I should just like take my time and like transition into this. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I say that to say like pretty much like just just take your time. Like, like there's nothing that you need to rush. Like everything will come in its due time, especially if you're yeah. taking time to learn your craft and you have good intentions and you're positive and you're um you know maintaining your uh you know mental health and you're you know you're investing in yourself um you're going to be successful no matter if it takes you a year no matter if it takes you 10 years you're going to win eventually right so like that's how you just gotta look at life like i'm gonna win i'm gonna win i keep doing this i'm gonna win i'm gonna win eventually might not be tomorrow, might not be today, it might not be this year, it might not be next year, it might not be until 10 years from now, but I am going to win eventually. Like, I'm going to take these L's and all these lessons, and I'm going to figure out a way to win by either trial and error or by reading books and learning from the greats and not making those errors that they made, right? Uh, which is great. Like books are great. Like books are mentors. Like literally, you can read a book and like, yeah, like well, from the greatest do. minds in the world. That's their philosophy and that's their knowledge. Like they could, like you could be have a mentor through a book. Yeah, exactly. Or through the uh, on YouTube. You know, there's there's good and bad things about the distractions we have. We can use good distractions. You know, but unfortunately, most people don't. And I feel that's the biggest thing too. Like back in, I'm gonna win is seeing and believing you're going to win because with all these distractions in the way and all this bullshit propaganda, they don't want you to believe that they, they kind of do maybe a little bit, but they, I mean, they really don't, you know, I, I feel that they, they can profit off of you. Yeah. And look, everybody has an agenda, right? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Like, sure. For most people's agenda is centered around themselves. Right. So like, especially like corporations, like, What's their agenda? Their agenda is to turn a profit for their shareholders. That's it. That is literally the corp, uh, a corporate entity's agenda, right? For the most part, but for most corporations, it's not like, oh, we're going to do this for free. No, we got to turn a profit, right? How is the best way we turn a profit? So, like, most of them, like a lot of companies, are going to profit off of people, right? They're going to profit off of, um, you know doing things that are going to draw people in and, uh, and then, and they're going to program people to like do what they want to do. Like go out and buy a fancy sports car, right. Because it's the cool thing to do or go out and buy like Louis Vuitton or one of these, you know, high end luxury bands, because that's the cool thing to do, you know? Right. Um, but that's, it's, that's like, that's not going to like help you. Right. Like, and a lot of times, like you're going to get it and you're going to be like, okay, like I got it now, but you know, like, I'm, I don't, I didn't get that feeling that I thought I would get. Yeah, you get over it, right? So now I got to go get that that other new shiny thing, you know. And then you just keep, keep you just keep chasing like shiny things, and then like eventually, like you're like, none of this. You're self conscious for no reason, yeah. 
yeah, like none of this is real. I like I just spent a ton of money. And yeah, I'm impressing people, but like I'm still like miserable, which is like a lot of people. Like they may have money, but they're miserable. Right. You might find people that are like poor, like dirt poor, and they're the happiest people in the world. Yeah. Um, literally. So, literally, like that's like literally a majority of the world. Like the poorest people are some of the happiest people, the richest people are some of the most miserable people. Right. And then the middle people are just like, hey, you 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 might end up in somewhere in between, right? Like <laughs> halfway between happy and miserable or just like, you know, a walking, the walking dead. You know, you're just like <laughs> being like programmed to like go out and buy those sports cars and the fancy watches and all these things that just keep you in the middle class or keep you like barely afloat, you know? Yeah, and that's that's a great topic. So really quick, you just dropped a video saying that most people live above their means. Yep. If you can sum it up quickly, because everybody has different financial situations, right? Everybody mm-hmm. has different amounts of money they make. What is the number of money? Or like, if you were to come up with like some kind of formula for people to either save or be put on the side, like, what would you say? Because when I was, when I really started paying attention, I was trying to save like 32% of the money because I didn't have any bills to pay, you know, 32% of the money aside, and then another like 2% or something for investing. But I didn't know where to invest. So I didn't put it anywhere, really. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is fine. Like you got to take time to learn how to invest. Yeah. Cause if you stole your money at anything. You're probably going to lose your money. <laughs> like yeah. that happens to a lot of people like, Oh, it sounds good. Like I'm going to go invest my money in this thing. And then you, know, you end up losing your shirt. Cause again, people are, a lot of people will profit off of your ignorance. Right. Um, so definitely like take your time. Like, and there's, and to be honest with you, there's no like set formula. Like anybody who tells you there's a set formula, like they're they're lying to you. Like they're just again, they're trying to program you into like their way of thinking. Right. right. I'm not trying to program anybody. Like I want to tell you, like, live within your means. And whatever that means, you know what that means. Because it's your life. You know what I mean? So like if you have to spend like 75% of your income on rent, there's no way in in this God's green earth that you're gonna be able to save 33%. Because 75% of your income is going towards just rent. And then you go buy groceries and then you got to go buy electricity and then you got to go buy, you know, your other like, that, you know, you like to do or whatever that, you know, you have to pay. You might only be able to save 5%, right? And then you might even be able to save 1%. But whatever it is that you can save, just save it. And live within your means. Like when I say live within your means, like. Yeah, specify on that. Okay, when I say live within your means, what I mean is like live within like what you can afford to do, right? Somebody who makes $100,000 a year can afford to do a lot more than somebody who can make who makes $20,000 or $30,000 a year. Yeah. Right? That doesn't mean like you can't have nice things cuz if I make good money, like you know, I might want to have nice things. Not to say like I'm going to go like buy nice things just to like prove my self-worth but you know i buy nice things because who doesn't want nice things like who doesn't want the best for themselves and their family right if you make the money great you know but again you're living within your means right like you can afford to do that you're not like up to your neck in debt right because there's a lot of people that make good money and they're like because they're living above their means like you'd be surprised like a lot of people that i know that make good money i'm talking like high six figures some even maybe seven figures but they're like up to their neck in debt because they're like living this billionaire lifestyle. And, you know, you don't have a billion dollars. 
And it's the same thing for somebody who makes $30,000, but you're trying to live a $100,000 lifestyle. You, you can't do it. It's not, it's not, it's not um, feasible. Eventually, you're going to like build up so much debt um, because you can't even like afford to like live the lifestyle. So like literally you're borrowing money just to maintain, you know, your image or whatever the case is. And then that's just a recipe for disaster. Eventually, right, what, you're going to file bankruptcy, right? Eventually, what, you're going to you're gonna not be able to pay this debt. You're going to end up in collections. You're going to end up screwing up your credit. We're going to put you back even further than where you started, you know? Um, right. It's like a, that's like a trap. Like, again, that's like the corporate agenda. And that's like what they want you to do. Because like a mortgage lender, like, I want you to get a mortgage, right? Like, for sure, I'm going to, tell you like, hey, get a mortgage, get a mortgage, get a mortgage. But like, if you can afford to like buy a house cash, go buy a house cash. You know what I mean? If you're not doing anything more with your cash, right? But if you don't, if you want to do other things with your cash where you know you can make more than three or 4%, whatever the interest rate is, then great, go do that, right? Like go invest your money and make 6% and then get a mortgage and make and pay 3%, right? But if you're not making no money, like, like for instance, like your money's just sitting in the bank and you're making point. 1% on it, then why pay three or 4% of interest? <laughs> Buy it cash, right? Yeah. Exactly. Eliminate like a huge bill in your life. And now you, and now you can live better within your means. Again, you know, you can like retire maybe and not have to, or you don't have to work as hard. You can kind of like scale back. Um, so like it all, it, it's all like relative basically, like is what I mean. Like, and, and so like, again, that could mean like, you know, you're eating ramen noodles instead of like filet mignon, especially if you're only making $50,000 or that could be if you're making a million dollars, hey, you can only have one sports car, right? You can't have, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're, you're a millionaire, you're not a freaking billionaire. Like you, you can have like one nice house and maybe like. And then one- it just appreciates in value. I mean, once it drives off, you're. Yeah, exactly. Like spend your money wisely, like go out and buy assets rather than liabilities, you know, like spend, go buy like houses, go buy investment properties, go buy, you know, uh, multifamily houses, go buy apartment buildings, go buy stocks, go buy crypto, go buy something that is going to eventually make your money, make money. Right. Um, If you could do that. And if you can't do that, then just save, right. Save, create a, a rainy day fund, right? Which is typically six months. You want to try to save that first before you invest anything like straight up. Yeah. Put any money into anything. Have a little bit money just left over. So God forbid you experience the hardship or you lose your job, or whatever. Hey, you got six months to figure it out. That's a lot of time to figure it out. And if you're getting un- yeah. if you're getting unemployment, at least you're supplementing it. You're not, you might not even have to touch that. You might even be able to stretch it out over 12 months. Right, because you'll get unemployment for six months and you can live off that and then start living off your six months. And most likely within 12 months, hey, you can either find a job or God forbid, like you go back to school or you just go learn a new trade online, whether that's on YouTube, whether that's taking like you know free courses or paying like $20 to like learn how to code, which you can do right now, and then you can go and get a better job. Now you can go and make a hundred thousand dollars a year instead of fifty thousand. So, like literally that little bit of six months or that year. When you look back at it, you'll be like, thank God, you know, I freaking lost my job because like if I didn't lose my job, I wouldn't be like, uh, uh, you know, software engineer now or computer you know, right. and making like triple or quadruple what I was making before. Right. And that's why I said, like, sometimes, like, again, like 
the worst things could end up being the best things. Right. Embrace the journey. Yeah. The things that you think like are like the end could just be like the beginning or the things that you think like are like blockers in your life could end up being catalysts, you know? Agree. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And, uh, is this, uh, is there any, for me, I had a couple of moments like in my life where like I switched and, you know, I call it kill switch, like in the sense yeah. of do or die, making it happen, grind or die. Cause that's ultimately what it comes down to. Do you have anything that you would like to share that like, kind of like just changed your mind? For me, it was something that my mom, a couple of things that my mom sent to me. She pulled me on the side. I'd officially like made that leap, started my own detailing business. And I was going to the gym and reading and staying up, and getting all the knowledge I could. So like, you know, there was days where I looked really tired. She's like, yeah, like, I think you're just, uh, I'm not going to repeat anyways, but that was a huge switch for me. Cause it's just like, okay, like I got to do it in a way where I'm not freaking my mom out, but as well do it in a way where she sees that I'm growing and I, and more importantly do it for myself just to prove to myself yeah. and prove to her that she didn't waste taking 27 hours to like uh give birth to me yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah a praying mother is like the like the best thing in the world that you can yeah. have like, like yeah. you don't even have their mother so like absolutely like if you have a mom like you're already winning you know like especially if your mom actually cares about you you know which yeah. mom that prays for me i have grandma that prays for me like there is nothing better in the world than a praying mother or a praying grandmother um as far as like being able to like change your your life, you know, um, because you know that they genuinely care for you and everything that they're doing is coming from a place of love. Um, so yeah, like that's happened to me a lot of times with my mom, you know, where I just kind of like changed or did things because of like, you know, what she was doing. Like for instance, like getting into the mortgage industry, right? Like I'm like, okay, you know, I could do something that helps my mom and that makes me feel fulfilled. So great, let me do that, you know. Um, and, and and to be honest with you, to be like completely honest with you, I was making way more money before I got into mortgages than I was making when I got into mortgages. You know, I was probably making more money than how much money I make right now, as successful as I am. But I just wasn't fulfilled. You know what I mean? Right. Like the, the good thing for me is like I had a little bit of like runway because I had saved a lot of money. So I, I had the ability to go out and do like something that I like, you know, would try to, you know, fulfill me in a sense. Um, and then, so, so funny story, and I know shit, it's getting late. So I, yeah. I guess I'm going to questions because I know you said like yeah, one last yeah, yeah, We could do it another time. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. So, so, okay. So, so going back, so this is full circle now that back to the first question. So remember I told you, like, it was funny how I got into this mortgage industry, right? So here's the story. So I used to do uh, online marketing, right? Again, I didn't do it for myself. I just did it for, like, businesses and other people and, you know, really help build their awareness online by doing, like, Google ads, Facebook ads, um, emails, uh, email building, database building, you know, building out funnels, CRMs, all that stuff. And... I just was like, I was making good money, but I was like helping like rich people. Like I wasn't really like helping like the average person. Like I'm helping people that are profiting off of the backs of the average person, right? right? Which 
isn't really fulfilling. Like, yeah, I'm making good money, but I'm not really like helping my fellow man, like, or at least the average man. I'm just helping like rich people get richer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I was making good money. I was making like multiple, multiple six figures, like right. multiple six figures, damn near, maybe even seven figures. I might've hit one year, you know? Um, and like I said, that's probably some of the most money I ever made in my life, even to this day. Um, but again, I just was like really like bitter and uh, just wasn't fulfilled and kind of like very like just jaded in a way. Like I, I just couldn't like find peace in that or find like serenity in what I was doing. I just always like felt like eh, it's something that like, yeah, I could do for the rest of my life, make good money and live like a good lifestyle and afford to like do whatever I want to do with my children and, you know, probably like one day, like be able to retire early if anything, or like do something else. But at the same time, like, do I want to continue to do this? Right. And continue to like, maybe do something that I'm going to regret later on because like, I didn't follow my passion. For me, it was like an easy decision, right. Which for some people it's not like some people, they just want to make money. So like I took literally, I just like dropped the business. I just got out of the business. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I told my partners, hey, you know, good luck. I wish you guys all the best. Um, and some of them are making like way more money now, like way more money. Like they're making millions of dollars, now, right? And I'm happy for them. Like they, if they feel fulfilled, I'm happy for them because that's something that made them fulfilled. They just didn't make me fulfilled. So then I decided to go out and create a startup because I wanted to help the average person. So I, what I went out and I did was I created a real estate crowdfunding platform called Best Munity. And I was doing it at a time when the Jobs Act first came out, where they were opening up um, basically uh, what you would call private investments, right. private placements to the average everyday person. Because prior to the Jobs Act, right, I, um, I believe it's Title Three of the Jobs Act specifically, um, the only people that can invest in private offerings were accredited investors. In order to be an accredited investor, you got to make at least two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Um, or a little bit more if you're married, um, combined, or you got to have a million dollar net worth. That's like the 1%. Again, the rich getting richer, right? Um, because they are the only ones that have the opportunity to invest in like startups, um, at an early stage, like Facebook, like, and this is like before, like anybody else can invest because these are private companies. By the time it hits the stock market, they're making a hundred times their money, you know? So if they invested a million dollars, they're making a hundred million dollars, you know? Um, so this, the job act opened up the ability for everyday people to invest in these private placements or private offerings. So my, basically the concept was I was going to take real estate funding, take um, basically what they call hard money, private money. Right. Um, which typically, um, you know, is something that real estate investors use, um, you know, fix and flip those kind of people like you see on HGTV, like they're not using cash. Right. They'll a private lender, harmony lender. But because it's hard money, because it's private money, there's not really much requirements. They can you can buy a house like in any condition, right? Like a bank, like me, we're not gonna finance a house that has like a bad roof and you know is like tore down and just doesn't have a bathroom or a kitchen or anything because it's just like completely dilapidated. But like a hard money lender will, because like you're going to put down like 20, 30%. 
and you're going to pay them like 12 to 15%. And you're going to pay them like two or three points. So they're making like money hand over fist. They're making two or three points as soon as they give you your money, right? So if they give you $100,000, they're making two or $3,000 immediately. And then they're charging you another 12 to 15%. So they're making another 12,000 to 15,000 just throughout the year. So by the time like one year has passed of a hundred grand, lending you a hundred grand, they made 15 plus three up to $80,000. That's an 18% return on investment. And a lot of times they're not even using their own money. They're like going out to the bank and they're getting like lines of credit at like 3% or 4%. And then they're just lending that money and taking the difference, right? So they're not even using their own money. So they're making like whatever, even if they got to pay the bank 4%, they're making like 14% still, which is like great, you know? So like the average person, they got money in the bank. What did they make? 0.01%, Maybe if you have in a CD, that's like five year CD, you might make like one or 2%. You know, but you can't touch it for like five years. And if you touch it before then, like you don't make anything. Uh, <laughs> it sucks. Like it's it's like it's you know, it's it's unfortunate, right? Um, and I hate to say like the rich get richer because like that's kind of like a real cliche statement and and certainly like true. Yeah, but but it, 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 there is some truth to that, but there's also like some falsehoods to that because that mentality keeps people from thinking that they can get rich, right? Just the rich get richer and I'm poor and I'm just going to get poor. Like you're never going to get rich with that mentality. So it, it is true in a sense, because those people have like a great mentality. They got rich for a reason, but you can have the same mentality and get rich too, instead yeah. of getting poor. So there's a lot of falsehoods in that statement. That's why I don't really like making that statement because it just sets like the wrong tone for people. Anyways, back to what I was saying. I don't want to get off topic. I want to make sure we wrap this up. Yeah, um, so I started this, um, startup to basically allow everyday people to invest in these kinds of private money deals, right? So instead of like getting the money from a private investor, hey, we have 100 people that put up $1,000 each, that's 100 grand, and everybody makes 18% on their money. So if you put up $1,000, you make 180. Hey, that's a great return. If you put up 10,000, you make 1,800. That's a great return. If you could put up 50,000, you'll make what, six, $7,000 on your money? That's a great return, right? Without having to do much. And if God forbid, you know, the person defaults, we make even more money because we bought a, we got a property that somebody put 20, 30% down on. They probably already started the rehab. So we're going in already with built-in equity. We just finished the, the rehab ourselves and we make three, four times the money. Instead of making 18%, now we're making 40, 50%, you know? It's even return. So, hey, if they can't pay the loan and they default, great. Even better, right? Better for us, at least. Not for them. Obviously, obviously it sucks for them. But better for us as investors, right? And that's why, you know, a lot of these private investors like to do hard money because they're all lending to businesses and and and, uh, and com- people that have companies that do this for a living. So, even when you have to foreclose on one of these houses, it's not like foreclosing on a you know, um, you know, single family home that, you know, the borrower lives in, that's their homestead. Like that takes a long time because that person has to like find, you know, other, um, living accommodations, you know, the judge isn't just going to give you like, uh, foreclose notice in like two or three months. But like, if it's a company, you can foreclose in like two or three months. Cause like, you know, it is what it is. Like you're not living, nobody's living there. You took the money, you know what the, the penalties were. So, 
you know, their the houses, you know, gonna be foreclosed very quickly. So that being said, I did this uh, startup. It got a lot of accolades, a lot of good press, won some awards. Um, but ultimately, I had a chicken and egg problem, right? I couldn't raise the money fast enough to lend it, you know? So then I would get deals, and I couldn't have the money to fund those deals, or I would get the money, and I didn't have any deals. So it's like a chicken and egg. <laughs> right? It sucks. And then, like, what I figured out after everything was done, like, I had, like, a couple competitors at the time, and I figured out, like, all of them had, like, hedge fund money behind them. So what they were really doing was they were, like, taking, like, um, money from, like, you know, hedge funds or wealthy people, and then they would just sell the interest in that note um, to not-so-wealthy people, and then they would make a spread on that to where the wealthy people were making 18%, but then the individual investor might be making 10%. So the wealthy person is still making a lot more, right? And with a lot less risk because they're selling shares and they're recouping their money, right? So it was like, okay, like I can't compete with that. You know, right. I don't like a hedge fund to back me. I don't know anybody that owns a hedge fund, you know? Um, I guess. You know, I was like, I did that for a year and I was like, okay, I, I bootstrapped it. I paid for everything myself. Yeah. I have a partner per se. Um, like I did like a little bit of a seed round with a couple of friends and family and they were kind of supportive, but I kind of just did it on my own. And then again, that's a recipe for disaster because no man is an island. Um, but the one golden nugget in that whole situation and the whole year of spending money, spending time, like again, 18 hours a day working on this company and building it out and all this money and, and, uh, developers and, you know, building out the infrastructure um i didn't couldn't i didn't end up using it anyways i had to get my mortgage loan originator license because i was originating loans right got you dang when when the whole thing fell apart i knew i didn't want to go back to doing what i was doing before so i went well why not use this loan originator license and that was four years ago and now here i am so that's crazy Full circle, huh? That, that is a full circle. And not only that, you're still helping people. You're still making money. You're still keeping the ball rolling. And you're giving education out all the time. So and who knows? Now that I have a bigger platform and I and it's growing. connections, shoot, I might just bring that back too. That might just be another project that I bring back because I still got the software. I still have the, you know, uh, intellectual property. I still own 100%, you know, um, I do have like, well, I do have like family and friends, but they're convertible notes. I could buy them out if I wanted to and go and raise more money or say, hey, you know, you guys, you know, you invested in me. Um, you know, here goes, um, you know, more shares or here goes, uh, you know, we're waiting it out. Here goes a bigger payout, which I don't mind doing. Like, actually, some of them I even paid back out of my own personal money because I just was like, you know what? Didn't work out. Here goes back your investment, you know, just to like be a stand up person and like you don't feel like I, you know, ripped you off, even though it's like, obviously, you know, a risk investing in startups and, and early stage companies. Um, but who knows, I can still bring it back. And if I wanted to now, I have a lot more resources to do that. And I have a lot more experience, right? To, like the pitfalls of what I did, right. And what I did wrong. And now like being able to actually like, go out and say, okay, yeah, I can go get a bank to fund me rather than a hedge fund. And I can go secure a line of credit because, you know, I have all this good experience and, 
you know, I have a certain amount of assets now built up and, and a certain amount of knowledge that I didn't have before that now I have. And now I'm going to utilize that to start that company back up, which you might just see in the next year or two, right? That might just be a project that I decide to work on. Fun project. But yeah. I'll tell you that much. So, it, it, so nothing, nothing, nothing is for waste. Like literally nothing. That's, you find the lesson, nothing is for waste. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you, and we'll get some of it right now. So thank you again. Office of the Day with Imani Mason. Um, this is somebody, something I ask to everybody because, again, it comes back to the self. My best friend, uh, CJ Valencia, has his own company called Self Studios, and it's pretty much striving to experience, it's striving to experience life fully. And again, it comes back to self-evaluation all the time. What are three things that you will work on this week that you know you're lacking in and uh, that you're looking to expand on? Like three main things that you would like to focus on that you know that you uh, should be and you haven't been as much. Journaling. Okay. Wow, that's a good one. I kind of fell off. Like I haven't journaled like probably since Monday. So I'm like a little behind because I, I started back um, and I want to do it every day. Uh, meditating, right? Because just like, you know, I have, I've been just kind of going crazy this week with like clients and um, working on like this project that I'm working on. So I just haven't really had time to meditate. Um, and really just um, the third thing would be um, just like being more open to learning stuff and like helping people and, you know, being more open-minded and, and uh, you know, being more, uh, just being a better human being, you know, like period. That's always like at the forefront of my mind, you know, right. Learning to like be more patient with people and be more forgiving and be more um, the person you can be. Yeah. Just being able to like put more positivity out into the world. So that's like, for sure. Like that's always like at the top of the list. <laughs> right. you know? That's always at the top. Like no matter what the week is, that's at the top. Cause you'll never stop growing. Right. Never stop like learning things and, trying to become a better person, right? If anything, you might fall down the ladder every once in a while. So that's like, that should always be like your number one priority. But for me personally, like number one, that, number two, meditation, number three, journaling. Because that literally, like in that order, it builds up to where I want to go. So like journaling helps me build a vision, right? Meditating helps me manifest that vision, right? And then getting to that higher level of consciousness, and being more positive and putting out more positive energy and positive vibrations now brings it all full circle where I know I'm unstoppable. Like I literally, yes, it might not even work for the week and I'm still going to be unstoppable just because I did those three things, you know, a lesson, not a loss. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you for all the information we went over. I appreciate us going over Really, I was only planning on taking an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, we went way over. I lost time. (laughs) My kids are still awake because God only knows, like, yeah, they're going to be tired tomorrow morning. And my daughter has to go to gymnastics uh, school class, so she's probably going to be late there. Yeah. She's going to want to wake up. But it's all good, like. I really appreciate it. uh, No, no, no. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, we're going to set it up. No, no, finish, finish. Oh, I just, I really appreciate it. I, you know, I know time is valuable. This isn't, you know, technically a way for us to make money, but it's an exchange. It's currency. It's education. It's 
more than it's bigger than us. I feel like it's uh, really about the bigger picture and impacting. And, you know, gratefully enough, you do have a big platform you've already created and going to continue to create and create. To put. So thanks for, you know, as well, pushing for other people to go ahead and do it and give the knowledge because knowledge is power. And uh, more stuff coming on the way. I'm going to be in Miami now ASAP. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure stuff out and I'll send out emails. I, I'd love to get your insight on other things too, just because, again, you know, whatever, it's, it's best to ask the right, ask the right questions and then to learn and take from that and then go forward, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, and like, really, like, I, I lost track of time because we just went, like, really, I had a really good conversation. So, like, yeah. When you have good conversations, you don't even remember time. Like time is just illusion at that point, right? Um, so like definitely like teach each one, teach one, each one, right? So like the best way to like, and again, this actually helps me accomplish number one. Actually, this is kind of like selfish in a way when you think about it, because like by me talking to you about this, it's like reiterating it in my head as well. Yeah. So like this is actually for me great because like I get to now like give my knowledge to you which ends up making me more masterful, which ends up making me a better person and you a better person, which now multiplies my blessings. Yeah. And it controls your subconscious, too, your subconscious mind, which is just as important as the conscious mind. Absolutely. So, yeah, this definitely was not like in any way like uh, a waste or uh, oh, yeah. like or, or I don't even care if one person views this. Like, it, 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 I don't it, care. It, yeah, I really don't care because like, we, you know, I don't care about like we went over because I, I helped you, I helped myself, and whoever else it helps, great, you know. But if it just helps me and you, great, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, again, thank you. Uh, big fish, Imani Mason tuned into Office of the Day. Office of the Day is wherever you want it to be. Don't let anybody limit yourself. The only person that can limit you is you. And you only. And uh, thank you again. And I'll talk to you soon. And I'll see you even sooner. Absolutely, brother. You have a good night, okay? All right, you too. Thank you. God bless. All right, take care.